Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. Thank you to everybody who's watching us right now on Instagram Live. But if, you haven't, if you're on Instagram Live right now and you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please do that. Um, you can hear us on any podcast app that you listen on, any one of them. People will message me all the time and say, um, "What? where can I listen to you? And I'm always like, what kind of phone do you have? Yeah. That's always my first question. Yep. Because if you have an iPhone... It Apple, comes. Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast comes on your phone. So yep. all you have to do is just go find it. Click the podcast button, type in Building yeah. Ehrensburg. Whereas for us old Android users, which you and I both are, we have to download a, it doesn't automatically come with an app. At least I don't think it does. Right? Mm, I don't think so. So we have to go download an app. So I've, I use several of them, which is dumb. It was. It's like anything else. Why do you use several though? Are they not It's all? dumb. So I use Stitcher forever and ever. Yep. Um, and then there were several podcasts I listened to that would o- would only go exclusive. They went exclusive with Spotify. Right. So then I started, I downloaded Spotify and I started listening to them on Spotify, but I didn't transfer over, like I didn't go through uh, yeah. and program Move in all the other ones. Yeah. yeah. And so I listen to both now, <laughs> which is so dumb. So any, any new podcast I ask, I'm pretty much not adding any new podcasts on Stitcher. Um, and I'm adding them all on Spotify. So are all of your podcasts on Spotify? Yes. Yes, every podcast. Well, actually, I mean, I haven't checked because I would have already subscribed to them, but I'm pretty sure they are. I'm pretty sure most, unless you're exclusive with an app, you're doing it the way that we broadcast our podcast, which is through a podcast distribution, one distribution. What's the name of ours? Buzzsprout? Yeah. Which distributes to like every every podcast app. Every service. Yeah, and it does it automatically. You don't have to go in and hand upload, which I think it used to be that way. It's like you get to choose an app. You chose an app or maybe a few that you thought were the most popular Mm -hmm. because there's some pretty obscure podcast listening apps out there that I've never heard of before. Yeah. But we distribute to all of them. So anyway, I have to say I've kind of abandoned Stitcher, though. Everything I used to listen to over there is a lot of the true crime stuff, which is what I started out listening to. Yeah. And now I just listen to a lot more just conversations, interviews, I don't know, just stuff like that. So I listen, I do use Stitcher, but it's because um, the kids hijack the Spotify. My account on Spotify is the paid one where you don't have to listen to ads. Mm -hmm. And so the kids like it because they can listen to music nonstop. They can pick songs and not have to listen to the ads in between the songs they pick. Mm -hmm. So during, especially during the summer, but even on the weekends when I'm just listening while I'm cutting the grass or whatever, the kids will want to listen to music. And so I need to use Stitcher so that I can listen to my podcast. While you're doing something else. While I'm doing something else because they end up hijacking the Spotify account. Maybe the future will be this. Probably not. But I I wish that there was a way for us to like duly listen to like... Spotify? Well, Spotify, another thing. For example, we can broadcast Spotify to our Google Home inside the house. So the family could be listening to music inside of the house while maybe I want to be listening to a podcast Okay, so we can do that. We can? Do we have to pay more? No, I don't want to do that. Because that's a family account. And uh, you pay, so like it's, I think it's like $8 a month or $9 a month right now is what right. I'm paying for a single user account. But if you want to do a family account. You can have different profiles. I think you can have like up to four. I, don't, I okay, haven't gotcha. looked in a while, but you can do like up to four, but now it's like $20 a month yeah, or 25 or whatever it is. I mean, I just, for the number of instances that that happens, mm-hmm. to me, it's not worth the cost. Um, it's interesting that there's so many things that 
you mentioning that reminds me of yesterday. The fact that you're mentioning, like, I wish this thing was invented and it already is. Yeah. Um, this happened just yesterday. Um, someone on Facebook, I just happened to catch it. I don't scroll through Facebook very often, but yesterday I just so happened to catch um, a friend of mine that asked the question, is there any app that I can search through to see if the movie that I'm looking for, like which app is it on? Because people right. tend to go into to Disney Plus. Is it on this one? Right. Then they're like, nope, it's not here. They go in and search on Netflix. They go in it like you're searching individual apps mm-hmm. and it takes forever. And it's re- I would say within the last six to nine months, I discovered that if you have a Roku TV, that yep. search function is on the home screen of the Roku mm-hmm. and it already exists. There isn't an extra app for it. You just go into Roku TV, you go down to search, you search for whatever show or movie that you're looking for and it will tell you every app that it's on. Some that you have and some that you don't. It'll right. tell you if it's included with your membership. It'll tell you if it costs extra money. Right. Like It's all right there yeah. but it doesn't get advertised really and it doesn't I don't know. That's just something that you don't really think about I guess when you first own a TV a smart TV. Um but that's that's how it is. You well, can just search yeah. right there. It's because everything's on apps now. I mean, it used to be, used to be you had the old TV guide that told you where everything was and when everything was. Yeah, and with these apps too, especially Netflix, things come on and they go off. Right, right. As far as like th- something will be active, like The Office. They took the a- Office off and now it's on Peacock or whatever. But right. Uh, but sometimes they'll rotate through and things will only be available. It's, it seems like it's a. I think it's all a rotating like list. I think Hulu's like that also. Okay. So, with the exception of probably Peacock, because it's probably everything that NBC owns is on that. And same thing with Disney. Everything that Disney owns is on Disney+. Plus. I don't think they cycle things on and off of... Maybe they do, but I mean, I... A lot of them... Netflix is everybody. It's all the networks, all yes. the things. Whereas some of these have become so network heavy that they're specifically, you know, Paramount. And specifically right. Peacock. Like, those are just NBC shows. Right. Um... So anyway, I, I will say that a lot of the TikToks that I've been watching recently have been um, podcast interviews. And then I'm like, oh, that sounds like a good interview. And now I'm subscribing to those podcasts through watching the TikTok. So the TikTok marketing podcast is really good. Right. I mean, speaking to you, podcasts, whoever yeah. you are out there, they're really working well. Twitter does that too. Oh, it does? Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a Twitter person at all. Like, do... It's it's overwhelming. I don't know how to use it. It's a lot like um, there's this true crime website called Web Sleuth Web Sleuths yeah dot com, and I think that if you get into it and you understand it, it's it's easy. But it the learning curve for using that website is pretty steep. Um, for Web Sleuth, yeah. Okay. It's like the way that they index things is backward almost. I think you read from the oldest for I don't I don't know. Maybe it's not that, but it's. It's very difficult. You can't just... The search engine for it just seems a little clunky, and it's hard mm-hmm. for me to understand how you go on there. Because I'll, I'll hear about things sometimes locally. Right. For example, I know this isn't a true crime podcast. So I'm not going to get too far into it, but there was a situation that happened up in another county in Alabama, um, and it was an obvious like true crime <laughs> type situation. Yeah. And um, I wanted to find out more about it. And when something happens in a small town... It's like everybody's going to talk. Everyone knows what's going on in a small town. Sure. My dad's from a small town, and I know like the the cogs of a small town kind of a thing where mm-hmm. like everybody whispers and talks, and a lot of the uh, information is pretty doggone accurate. Right. But the police aren't saying. It. I mean, obviously, it's an investigation; they can't right. say much, and right. so the news can't report much. Um, but you'll go on like Facebook pages of people who are either like live in that town or involved in that town, and you'll basically get the whole story pretty quick. Right. 
in the same way, you can go to this web sleuths page and usually it's these small town people who are posting and saying, and of course it's all just um, gossip and, but you start to kind of get a story of what could happen because you hear these headlines in this particular headline, it was pretty horrific what happened. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you start to wonder, you know, just curiosity, you know, but was web sleuths usually is a pretty good source for like, all of these aggregated people coming together, you know, giving little bits and pieces and you start to get a bigger story. Anyway, I went on that website, could not figure out a doggone thing. The most information I ended up getting was from people's Facebook pages who were directly involved. And then once the article, they did pull, pull an article together maybe like a week and a half later and it was pretty much all the exact same stuff that all right. those people had said. Yeah. So there's just, you know, real user-friendly versions of this stuff because some of us want to get our information early. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not contributing to the conversation. Right. You I'm just, just want to be in the know. <laughs> I guess I am contributing by reading it. <laughs> right. It's like all the paparazzi who used to um, take pictures of celebrities and stuff. And you're like, well, I'm just looking at the pictures. It's like, well, you're contributing by yeah, you the are. fact that you by want to see them. It, or I guess you're not clicking. Back then it used to be buying the magazine. Right. Yeah. You know, but those, those paparazzi wouldn't have a job if you weren't, if people weren't buying the magazines of the pictures. I, so do, do, do they still exist? Yes. I mean, it seems like nowadays everybody, everybody has a cell phone. Everyone has social media. Everyone is a paparazzo. 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 Um, yes. So it's my understanding. I don't know a lot about paparazzi or any of that stuff, but or celebrities. But it's my understanding that a lot of paparazzi is now used by the celebrities. Sure. To like, you're going to call when you're going to be somewhere. Right. Because I, I mean, right. from what I understand from a few interviews with celebrities. Like me and my new girlfriend are going to walk our dog today. Yeah. They know. Let's get some shots. They know how to avoid those things if right. they want to. Yeah. I think these days it's turned more into, but you're right. I, I do think it's less crazy than it used to be. Yeah. I mean, that's how Princess uh, Diana. Diana, supposedly, that's how she died. Was yeah. I don't think it's supposedly. I think it's really, really what happened. People are crazy. I know. <laughs> when I remember, too, uh, when we were in, I guess, high school and early college, like, you would see that, I guess this is kind of like when the internet was kind of coming of age, too, so, like, it would be on the internet, these people just hounding these celebrities. Yeah. You know, to get a picture of... Of them just being somewhere. Yeah. It's like, I have this picture. It's It reminds me a lot of... um. Like, I, I don't have that mindset. I have a very hard time wrapping my brain around people who feel that way, yeah. that they get starstruck or they're like, have to say hello to someone just because they recognize them from a movie or a magazine. Like, I do not understand. I, I cannot wrap my brain around right. it. And I try really hard to like, to do that. Um, but it, it's, it's very difficult for me. It's like, they're just people. They're just, yeah, but know. they're they're super wealthy, or they're super famous, or they're your sports hero, or what is her? You only know of them what you saw on a screen or on a sure. t, you know in a magazine or right. whatever. Especially this whole like sports hero thing. Like these people play a sport and they're really good at it and they get a job doing it, and suddenly you're some sort of role model. Which you who like? Why are you a role model yeah, to anybody? <laughs> what did you do to become a role model? You were born you with really great hard genetics. And great genetics and the timing of everything worked out just right. Yeah, it's just odd. It's just such an odd thing to yeah to um what's the idolize? That's the word I'm looking for, isn't yeah. it? Don't you think? I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know. I mean, 
Have you? Do you have any sports? You do. You do have. <laughs> when I was a kid, I did for sure. But do you feel differently now that you're an adult, or do you think? Yeah, but I think that that comes with adulthood. Like you're, there are people that I have taught or coached or whatever that that they're doing really great things now. I mean, I've, I'm there's a kid that I coached who's in the NFL right now, and he's making waves, kind of. Yeah. And you know a kid that's in the NBL. Yeah, MLB. Also, also kind of starting to, you know, they're both, they're young, so they're kind of making waves, but like, they're just kids to me, you know? And so like that, I guess that changes my perspective on, well, when I was 10 and I saw Dan Marino out there on the field, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I just want to get his autograph. Why did I want his autograph? I don't know. Like, I just. Do you think it's because that's what other people said you should do? Probably. Because that feels that way. Probably, yeah. I was never, my parents were never. The ones who had any kind of fandom. They were Mm-mm. not fans of Mm-mm. things. And you know I'm the same way. I'm not a fan of anything. Right. Anything. There is nothing that I'm... I don't have favorite. This blew my friend's mind. She was like, what's your... I think she asked me what my favorite food was. And I was like, I don't have one. Yeah, I know. By the way, if you're the husband of Catherine, <laughs> imagine trying to plan anything. <laughs> What's her favorite? She doesn't have one. I don't have one. Anything. I I'm not a fan of anything. I'm not, like, it's it's not easy on me either, to be real honest. Mm-hmm. It's not Especially easy being hard me. Especially on your husband. <laughs> hey. Okay, you want to know what's difficult for the wife of you? Yeah, let's hear Planning it. a 40th birthday party who's just like, what do you want to do? No, I mean, I, I, mean I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want it to be too big, but I don't want it to be too small. I and said don't put a lot of effort into it. Oh, Okay. I think you're the one that actually wants it to be... Um, Here's the thing. I will 100% project onto you what I would want yes. for you to do to me, I've, which A, I know you will never do. You will right. never do for me. You will never think of all the details or whatever that I would plan for you, for one. But two, I also am fully aware that you don't want the same thing I want. And so right. I have to like plan it to the same detail without the grandiosity of it, but I don't like in my head, I know I can't say it out loud because I'm hoping some of it will be a surprise to you to be fun or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't, I don't really know how to do that. Like, how do you, this is a bad term for it, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Okay. How do you dumb down, um, the grandness of a 40th birthday party to make it a really great time and obvious making it look like you tried super hard yeah 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 i I know i get it flawlessly just you know effortless yes is how is how like the theme but like do you know how much harder it makes it to make it yeah probably it makes it way harder to plan something that looks like it's effortless because like you go into a a wedding and you're like day yama this costs a lot of money yeah and there was a like a year and a half of planning went into this. Right. This was no six month engagement. We need to walk into this party <laughs> and be like Well, she did her best. But I like did all the things that everybody did for the year and a half planning wedding. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna have to be like, Oh, well, she had flower arrangements. Nope, nope, Catherine, nope, can't no, he does not need flower arrangements. He's not gonna want that. So let me think of something that would you know, be a centerpiece for a table that doesn't look like a centerpiece, but represents his 40th birthday in a way. Yeah. Where it doesn't seem I think over you, the I top. think the term you used is very accurate. Dumbing down. Dumbing it down. 
anyway, nice I'm just party saying it looks like it didn't take a lot of effort. when you're when you're as opposite as we are, there's misery on both sides. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. It's miserable for you and it's miserable for me. We're just happily miserable together. We really are complete opposites. Here's the thing though, if you and you have in the past, you've gone like over the top to plan my birthday party. Okay, I don't And I in, can tell that you spent time coming up with the perfect recipe for dinner and guest list and all the things. And, like, I appreciate it, but at the same time, had we just done hot dogs and hamburgers, I would have appreciated it just as much. I can't let that go. I know. Absolutely not. I know. That's You know I don't serve hot dogs ever anyway. We've never eaten a hot dog here. That I, oh, wait, no, we did. Recently, we had hot dogs. Yeah, we did. Oh, for, that's probably the first time in 15 years, too. That was for one of the too. kids' birthdays, wasn't it? No, we had, um, we had guests over. Oh, I cringed even the fact that... Oh, I can't believe. Anyway, we had father over, a different priest. We have lots of priest friends, but yeah. we had um, father over, and he had his niece and oh, nephew yeah. in town. Okay, so it wasn't a birthday party. It was a kid's party. Yeah, it was a kid of. situation. Right. And it was for the kids. It wasn't. We weren't serving it for our guest of honor. You were serving it for the kids. The Pope he, did not come to eat at the Ahrensburg right, House, right, nor right. did the Archbishop. So... Although the Archbishop has been at events where we have served hot dogs. Anyway. <laughs> Again, I mean, it's just... The Aaronsburgs... That's how we roll. The Aaronsburgs love hot dogs, you guys. I have we lovingly... We love the processed meat. We love the Spam. I know. Being a sausage. I have lovingly embraced the term tube steak. I don't no. know if that's a Midwest term or where that's come from, but that is how you guys view it's these how things. how we roll. You love the tube steak. You guys love the Spam. You love the Vienna sausages. And you guys do, you need to know this about the Hawaiians. Or sp- maybe it's just Aaronsburgs. I don't really know. Yeah. But your pickiness over potted meat is really something to behold. You when better that, not. I mean, when you know a fine meat when you know one, you know. <laughs> is and it Libby? Us, is Libby the only brand you'll eat of Vienna sausages? Uh, you don't even you know. know. I know the package. I don't know the name of it. I, if I saw the package, I could tell All you. The pa- oh, is it Armor? It's either Armor or Libby. Armor is not it. Okay, now I know. <laughs> armor's like the dark blue. I don't writing. know. I don't know. I would know the package if I saw it. I'd I know what the good one looks like. Okay. If they ever change the packaging on both of them at the same time, we're in trouble. <laughs> They're both blue. I know. I think. So it's easily easy to be mistaken. Anyway, you'll love um what is it processed meats for yeah, sure. That's what it is. Is it triglycerides? No. What's the name of the thing that they use? Is it phosphates? What's the stuff they use to like to make packaged or um like processed meat preservatives like, oh, i don't know anyway just sausages yeah i the only one i'll eat is a kaneka and even that like real sparingly mm-hmm. you'll um, have it in your jambalaya yeah i'll have it in the jambalaya and i don't and i really use it more for flavor than right. i do like i As don't the actual yeah i don't want it in, in the food. yeah when i dip out my gumbo i'll do rice dip out the chicken and the like the juices mm-hmm. and if there's any sausage i'll like kind of kick it out if i can right. and th- like on the flip side of things your uncle will come in town he'll cook jambalaya and he has to put like extra sausage in yeah. and then he has to tell people or it used to be when we were all when our kids were smaller and everybody was younger they'd say like you can't just get sausage out of there like you have to get some right. chicken like they right. tell you you people couldn't be we digging in yeah, just hunting, to get the sausage. I'm like, you can have sausage. mine. It's like, my serving was your serving. I don't care. Because right. that is... That worked out well. Because I think our kids, some of our kids are like that too. They do not like the sausage. And you'll look in their bowl when they're done eating their gumbo. And there's like five pieces of sausage It's great for there. flavor. It gives that smoky flavor. It's It's got that... Yeah. The fat that cooks into it. It's really good and flavorful. But, um, yeah, I just... I think a lot of people 
would think that I don't eat it because it's not healthy or something. Right. And it has nothing to do with that. I just am not interested in eating a hot dog or a sausage or I don't even know what the different Vienna sausage or spam. Like I don't I don't mind spam actually. Spam yeah. and, and Kaneka are probably two that I don't mind the most, but the hot dog in the Vienna you can't do. No, and y'all eat don't y'all eat Vienna um raw? Like you no, we, we you cook them? Cook them, yeah. You could eat them raw. I wouldn't, no. They're not, it's not raw meat. I know, but I like it warm. I like it warmed okay. up. You and like, like a, a little, little crispy? crispy. Yeah. yeah. And that's the same thing with that uh, Spam. You guys uh, yeah, slice the you Spam. you like it crispy oh, and like, warm. Yeah, yeah, not, you don't slice it. There's like a thickness of the slice that you have to do in right. order for it to be right. Yeah. I'm glad I just ate or I'd be real anyway, hungry right now. Yeah. It's so that's our this. that's our sausage talk <laughs> for anybody who was interested <laughs> in the Hawaiian the way. Meats. <laughs> Anyway, um, so this last week was the very first full week of school. Well, no, not full week. This coming up is... Yeah, this this coming week is going to be a beast, I think. If you all have children that are going to school, you know that this first half week of school, if you do that, which is what we always do. I think most schools, even our public schools in our area, start on like Thursday. Midweek. Well, it's always the hardest week because A, they're transitioning back from the summer, but... um, B, there's just a lot to take in. It's just that sensory overload, I think. Yeah. And we just so had it where they had tons of stuff planned just during the week and into the weekend. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to go to bed early tonight yeah. to maybe catch up. I yeah. know you can't really catch up on sleep, but these kids have they been... Are, they're deprived a little bit. Yeah. You guys had a football game on Friday night, which did out not go town. well. It was out of out town. Of, yeah. It was in Montgomery. Nope. Didn't go well. No, it did not. Um, And you guys didn't get home till 2 o'clock in the morning. And right. so um, that next day was not great. No. And then the kids went to some sort of dance. It was a back-to-school dance. So it's hilarious thing. Back-to-school dances have really changed from when you and I were coming up. I don't know. I don't if, ever remember having back-to-school well, dances. Well, I shouldn't say back-to-school dance, but any kind of school dance. Okay. I don't ever remember. See, this is another example. A middle school dance. I don't ever remember a middle school dance. No. Not as a... Not as all the middle schools put together. Our right. our school had a, a dance of some sort that was just our, like, okay. class, maybe, like, just the middle school, 7th and 8th grade or something right. from our school, but never did all the schools. And I do think that's something really good that they've done. I do, too. Um, is that they, nowadays, these kids do so many things together. With kids from other schools. With kids from other schools that by the time they go to high school together, yeah. they know a lot. Like, I did not know anybody right. from the either. other schools. There I was, knew of names of people because we played them in sports, and mm-hmm. that was the point guard or the quarterback. Or it's like you knew who that kid was because he yeah. was their best player. And that's about it. Yeah. I mean, There'd be, I wouldn't... <laughs> I would hear names of people from other students who were connected with other schools. Right, right. There was like maybe two boys and two girls from my class who hung out with kids from the other grade schools right. or even like the other non-Catholic grade schools. Who Anyway, they would mix and match together and end up at the same high school. But it was like, it was like, oh my gosh, you know somebody from another school? Oh my yeah, gosh. It was such a cool thing. It was such a cool thing. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but last night they had this dance and it's hilarious. It was on this... A football field, right? Where they had all the stadium lights on. You yeah. could not hide nothing. Nope. Hilarious. Whereas in grade school, we had dark gyms. Right. I mean, dimly lit gyms. Yes, and I don't remember anybody doing anything bad. No, but there's all. something I'll say this though, because even at our high school dances, which the teachers have to chaperone the high school dances, um, the lights are on at the beginning when they're like the DJ setting up. The teachers are kind of getting in place, and the administrators are kind of giving us our bearings, this is your job, whatever, and you stand here and you stand here kind of thing. 
Uh, and but kids are starting to show up, and the lights are on, and then like right at whatever the time the dance is supposed to start, the lights turn off, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden like the entire atmosphere changes. The kids go <laughs> from being like they don't even want to be seen with each other, uh-huh. and then the lights go off, and now it's party time. Buck wild. Yeah. How often do you have to say leave room for the Holy Spirit? None, because kids don't dance anymore. <gasps> what? They get in like these big mosh pits, and they're not really dancing. They're just kind of talking with each other, unless like a line dance comes on. Do they still love a line dance? Yeah, or, you know, like, especially nowadays with TikTok. Everybody knows the TikTok dances. There's TikTok dances to certain parts of the song. And so if one of those songs come on, you'll see the kids kind of, like, do the whatever the move is. Yeah. But And then that's it. Have you learned any of them? No. Why? I don't know. We tried really hard to get the um, police officer to dance with us last night. Yeah. Okay, first of all, there's nothing you and I would enjoy more than going out and dancing all those line dances with those middle school kids. Yes. If they had come on, I would have done it. I would have probably gone over there. We were in the parking lot while the Cupid Shuffle was... um, Is it Cuban? Cuban? Like the country? That's a good question. Or is it Cupid? Like the angel? I thought it was... Well, go ahead and take your guess. I I think it's a Cupid. That's what I thought it was, too. I think it's like the angel, like the little baby angel with the arrow. Yes, that's what I thought it was. And it it is by the artist... Cupid. Oh. <laughs> so it's his shuffle. I don't know who Cupid or is. her shuffle. Is Cupid a girl? No, it's a guy singing, isn't it? Yeah, it it's is a guy. guy singing that song. Yeah. Anyway, we were in the parking lot. We missed it. They said that was the only line dance they played all night. I'm like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, that's a lame dance. Come on. No, it's probably like at weddings whenever brides tell their DJs yeah. that they don't want Do any line dances. And all the rest slide. of us are like, please, just play. Yeah. Please. That gets the people out on the floor. Especially and then from there, white people, y'all. Yes. White weddings cannot survive without the line dance. In alcohol, a yes. lot of alcohol, and if people are not, they gotta they gotta ease yourself in to right. some sort of like, you know, your inhibitions being lowered. Yep. that takes a while. It takes a little while. Yep. And so, got to you got to prime them. I then you gotta entice them with the line dance that's right. to get them on the floor. Then once they're on the floor, here's the thing: I feel like it's like my job to some extent, where it's like when you're too picky about what happens at your wedding reception as far as song is, yeah. you have to let the band or the DJ do their job. Yeah. If you have hired someone that you love because they do something right, you have to let them do their job. Let them do their job, and you yeah. know what those people do? They have been to hundreds of weddings, they know. and they've been to hundreds of white people weddings, the and they know that we are not just gonna like. Pop out on the dance floor, come from come from the church, and hop on out on that dance floor right. and start like really getting jiggy with it. That's right. not going to happen. Yeah, we need. I mean, ultimately, they're the expert. That's right. You're not. You're you, trying to control. You're a, you're a bride who. This hopefully that, one, hopefully one marriage. Right, maybe but, two. But like, you think you know what's going to get people dancing? That's right. You don't know. Don't act like you. Well, do. I think it depends on what the goal is. Is the bride's goal to? make her guests as happy as they can be or is it for her ears to not bleed because she hates the electric slide song that much is that what happens but here's the thing it's one song it's three minutes but it it unless you're at our wedding and your dj plays the same song three times in a row it changes the tempo (laughs) because that happened yeah well if i ever hear santana's um what was it what was the name of the song that he did i can't remember what the name of the song is anymore he played it three times anyway go ahead all I'm saying is that you you should leave that up to the experts. I mean, I know that with the um, 
with your caterer. You might tell them what you want, but you don't tell them how to cook it. You don't tell them, hey, I want this kind of chicken, but it has to be Mm -hmm. this level of crispiness, Mm -hmm. right? So you tell your your DJ, I want rock or I want rap or... That might even be too. That's too dramatic. Yeah, you might say. Um, but I mean, like you could tell, you could tell them like we no one here listens to country music, so maybe stay away from the country music. Yeah. Or or you know, so and so's here. They do not like rap, and rap is really until they leave. Maybe and yeah, my something. Husband, my husband like, hates rap. That's some pretty generic sure guidance. But typically, the the line dance songs span all genres. I mean, mm-hmm. they are not. They're, They're in a genre by themselves, really. And they really, you know, they really bring people together. They do. They could, you could be solving world peace with a line dance. You also could be solving um, uh, disgruntled and grudged people, begrudged yep. guests at your wedding. Yep. Grandma hasn't talked to son Larry in 20 years. Right. And suddenly they're on the floor doing the electric slide together. Who are you to deny such things? Who are you? You are a bride that thinks that they know better. You don't. That's what I'm telling you. But you, you don't. Think you do. <laughs> you think you know, but you have no idea. What was the um the show they used to say that on? It was like a VH1 show. You think you know, but you have no. Was it behind the behind the music? <gasps> I think I just pulled that out of my butt. Behind the music, I think. That was like I the. I very rarely watch that. I know exactly. I didn't even have cable, watching. so I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. But they used to have um, whoever they were doing the behind the music on. Yeah. That was the line that they would have the. It was usually an, like a musician. Yeah. Like, well, I say musician, like a Britney Spears or a Christina Aguilera or whatever. Why those are popping in my head right now, I don't know. But that's the line they would say, like as the intro into the show. They'd say, "You think you know, but you have no idea." Okay, someone's gonna correct me if this is VH1 behind the um, design. Behind the music. Up. I'm sorry. Behind <laughs> the design. That's yeah. my show. <laughs> <laughs> behind the music. I used to have a show. Line? Is that what we're going with? Be- no, behind. Uh, you think you know, but you have no idea. That's what you look up. Um, yeah, I had a show that was like, a, um, I'd have the Simple Honest Design episodes, and then I would come back and do a walkthrough. Um, apparently, it's from Diary. I don't know. That can't be right. That was on MTV. Oh, MTV. Diary was an American documentary te- uh, series in 2000 on MTV. What did you look up? What did you Google? slogan is, you think you know, but you have no idea. Yeah, that must be it. I'm, yeah, I'm Christina Aguilera was yes. on said episode. I'm so um I'm mixing together. MTV Diary. Beyonce. Beyonce? You say it like my mom says it. Beyonce? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, Our youngest child asked me who Beyonce or what Beyonce was the other day. What like? But because she was she was walking through the house, she was doing some sort of like hippie like shoulder finger wagon like attitude type thing, and she said something about Beyonce, and I go, "Do you mm-hmm. even know who that is?" She's like, "No." <laughs> no. She goes, "Who is Beyonce?" Thought they're asking like, "What is she named after or something?" Who knows? That. No, she was she was just giving a lot of attitude, and I think she was like, "I'm being like Beyonce or something like that." I was like, "Do you even know who that is?" No. Speaking of which, I didn't tell you this. The other day, we're driving in the car, listening to the music younger son in the car i think it was just him it may have been the younger daughter too and he goes there's a commercial on the radio and i'm not really paying attention but he goes mama you should get some of that nutrisystem and i go what excuse me what he goes you should get some of that nutrisystem and i had not listened to the commercial and if i had to guess it was about weight loss like you know something like that and he said because it said the price hasn't changed you keep talking about how prices are going up (laughs) 
<laughs> Nutrisystem price hasn't changed. I don't like, even know what Nutrisystem is. Phew. Prices have not changed. Phew. Sounds Through like that sweat. Sounds right like something my... we need to look into. Yeah. It's like if we're uh, stock. I mean, you probably drink that stuff. They probably had it stocked for like nineteen ninety nine. It hasn't gone bad, I would imagine. Nutrisystem isn't that drinks or shakes or something. I think it's shakes. Yeah. Are they like they're probably they're like, diet shakes. I know, I'm but sure are they like um, what do they call it? Non perishable. I would imagine they're probably like. The kind of thing that once you open it, you have to refrigerate it, but... Like a protein shake yeah. like we drink? Like until you open it, it can stay on a shelf. Good for after nuclear war. If you're living in a bunker. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen... It um, I saw this TikTok video not too long ago of um, these people who found out that the people who owned their house before them had built uh, like a wall and then like a bunker in their house. It was more like a hide, like a hidden room more than it was yeah. a bunker it would definitely like a not safe room yeah like a safe room but it was all of their dried goods and all their like just like spices sugar salt all these things when they bought the house yeah, but it wasn't these. below ground no yeah okay. and it was sealed off in a way where they had to kind of get into it and they discovered it and like all these big tupperwares but whoever sold the house to them didn't either didn't know it was there or mm. didn't tell them it was there built a wall over it and just sealed it off. How big was it? Do you remember? It was more like a... Um, like a closet. More like a closet. So, like, similar to how our garage has... So, if you can imagine houses that are built in the 60s and 70s, they have had carports. Yeah. And then, like, a storage room off to off the, the side carport. of those. Yeah. It's like this long, narrow kind of space. It was like that. Yeah. So. I just wonder, like, as you walk around your house, I mean, I would imagine you don't live in your house long before you just realize, like, there is a void behind this wall. That doesn't make sense that it's there. Well, that's like what so many of the comments said. They're like, how do you, how could you walk around your house on the outside and not know right. where that wall goes to? But I honestly think a lot of people are pretty clueless about um, home construction and, yeah. and how things are supposed to fit together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I have to always go back to the precedent of when people walk into, or at least you see it on TV. I don't know if this is real life or not. But when you walk, they walk into houses and you see people go, oh, I could never live here because the walls are purple. And it's like, wait, yeah. are you looking at the, are you looking at their furniture too? Because that's not your furniture. Right. Like, can you not envision how this, the answer is no. They can't envision it. Yeah, paint the wall. So when you use that as your furniture. precedent for how things, I mean, this house that we're sitting in right now sat on the market for 18 months during a time when houses were selling pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and I would imagine it's because well, everything. Well, this house was also in foreclosure or pre-foreclosure. I don't know. There was, was something going on with it. It was, but that means that they had all that time to sell it to somebody who sure. could have envisioned it to be what we envisioned it to sure. be, and they didn't. All of the wallpaper the original wallpaper and all these well, things i think also if when we had the house inspected there were some pretty big things that had to happen almost immediately like the air conditioners were 30 years old or something sure it's like both of those like you're gonna buy a house and you immediately have to place replace two air conditioners and a roof yeah without doing anything those two things have to happen yeah which is at the time twenty thousand dollars worth of stuff right so you're immediately, you know, your price, whatever you buy the house for. Yeah. And then the whole pool situation. Yeah, was that was a like a big other, unknown. Yeah. Big, big old question, question mark. mark. <laughs> yeah. That could have been potentially you filling in. It might have been bad enough that you have to fill the pool in. And that's, you know. That was the craziest thing. We went into that carport storage area that I was just telling you about um, right after we bought the house. And there was a notepad that was like, to-do to do. To do list. Fill in pool. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
like, mm. oh, clearly we're not the first ones to consider this. Right. <laughs> Obviously, this is something that someone else before us has considered to do. The homeowner before us is like, should we fill it? Should we fix it? Well, they had also tried to use duct tape to fix everything. So. Yeah. Just because the number one priority, they ha- our pool has fountains in it. It has right. three beautiful walls, like, you know, what do you call them? Um, scuppers, if you will, that come out of it. I, I, when you asked what do you call them, I was like, I don't know, wall fountains? Spouts, <laughs> scuppers spouts. that come out of it. And um, that it was pr- high priority for those to work correctly. Yeah. And so they basically shoved duct tape into every other um, thing that would take the pressure. All the other jets. All the other jets that would right. have um, taken away pressure from those spots rather than figuring out what was actually wrong with the pool. Right. And they shoved duct tape into all of the jets and all of the orifices where water or air could have been pushed out. And so it would push all of the pressure to the right. fountains. I guess it worked. I don't know. When we got here, the um, pool was black. Yeah. Like it had, I don't even know how, how many feet of, probably not feet of leaves. Several inches for sure. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a bad situation. I think I it's kind of all a blur at this point. It's We've only been here a little over four years, and still that's a blur to me. When we first moved in or what? J- the pools. I think you pretty much tackled the pool. I don't remember raking leaves out of the pool. I know you probably do. I do. Like endlessly yep. raking. It's also weird to me that it's called raking leaves when you're scooping with a net. But anyway, that's what they call it. Yeah. A leaf rake is the for a pool. Well, is because the, that's what you do with leaves, right? You rake them. I guess. Whether they're in a pool or on the grass. I don't know. Anyway, it took you forever to rake all the leaves out of the pool. And then we have never had... I mean, you figured out the chemistry on the pool and everything else all for yourself, which is pretty impressive. I think you probably asked a lot of questions. I know we spent a lot of money on pool chemicals the first year. Yeah, we did. Like, I think we spent like $200 a week at the pool store. For several weeks. For several weeks. Yeah. And I was like, this is nuts. This cannot be what pool ownership is. Right. We will go into the poor house just taking care of a pool. Yeah, and we. It, I mean, if we had not converted it to salt, we probably would. I don't know. You think I so? know. I know that it's a lot harder to balance a, a chlorine pool than a salt pool. We've enjoyed the salt pool. I think so, the kids have enjoyed it. I enjoyed. It. I mean, when I I would much rather swim in a salt pool than a chlorine pool. Just At this when point, when you get out of the pool, there's just such a different feel to the water on your skin. Like it feels softer or something. Uh, I don't know. Just like I mean. It just feels like regular water. It's not going to turn your hair green. Your hair's not going to turn green. No. None of our kids' hair will probably turn green. We have dark-headed people. No, but there's not like a filmy, sticky feel to your skin. You don't feel like you have to take a shower immediately afterward to get that chlorine off you. It is very drying. The salt or the chlorine? No, the chlorine. But that's not to say... the, The salt turns to chlorine. Yes. So there is... There is chlorine. The pool is chlorinated. Yes. I think that's confusing. Um, I think because it's people, I mean, me included, until I knew better. You say salt pool. It's like the water is salt. Like you'd go into the ocean. Not as salty as the ocean. Or maybe saltier. I don't know. No, it's like a hundred times less salty than the ocean. Okay. So less salty, but it's not chlorine because a chlorine pool is a chlorine pool. There's just as much chlorine in a salt pool than there is in a regular pool. (gasps) Is that true? In terms of parts per million, yeah. <gasps> you want your parts per million between one and three. Oh, boy. He's crossing his arms. We're about to get into some pool <laughs> pool chemistry <laughs> happening over here. That's really interesting. But, it but just, I guess it's because it's the salt water. It feels differently it on your skin. It feels different. Yeah. It, totally different. Mm-hmm. That's real interesting. It also, um, 
uh, I think Sparkle's different too. They say. Yeah, I that I don't know. That part I don't know. You, I mean, you probably do a lot of pools. I mean, right? In I your, see a lot of pools. Work? I guess you see, yeah. I see an awful lot of pools, Thomas. And they're chlorine, salt, mixed, probably? Um, They're pretty mixed, but I would say it's probably on the side of salt at this really? point. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you'll see some sort of like what I would consider to be kind of a gimmicky um, new technology that they'll bring out yes. that is supposed to be like... Better than salt. Easier to maintain. Right. I mean, but nobody's maintaining their own pool. For the most part, yes. nobody maintains their own pool or their own lawn anymore, which is very different. Such a stark contrast from when we were growing up. Everyone maintained their... Well, not everybody had a pool. I don't... I, growing up, I don't think I knew anybody that had a pool. Right. So the lot, one person. a lot fewer pools and you always maintained your own grass. Right. Other people were not doing that for you. Right. Yeah. So there's just been such, such a huge shift in the way that people spend their time and their money. And I think we probably work more than we ever have before. Yeah, to afford those things. For sure. I mean, if you weren't working as much as you're working, then you would cut your own grass. But because... Yeah, it's a time thing, for sure. And people would rather spend their time working than... Or or going on vacation or whatever. I mean, I'm so thankful that we have somebody that cleans the house every two weeks to like reset it and get it back yeah. to go. Never, yeah. never more thankful than this last. She came during the first week of school, which was this last week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. Like I can't. Well, we're just not home. I mean, in the time that we're home, it's they're The kids are home to do their homework and then eat dinner and get in bed. Yeah. And then in the morning, there's no time to, like, get caught back up on whatever mess they made in the afternoon. Yeah. And for me, um, the thing that I mentioned on my social media this week was this feels like a new year to me. I know it's the start yeah, of the, did say that. the school year, but it also feels like a fresh start. Just like January 1, except for everything's open and you don't, you're not wearing a sweater. You're not freezing your tail off. Right. And so... For me, too, with work, I had a list of things that I needed to bang out and get done. And I was busy, busy right. um, every single day this last week that they started school because I was just ready to hit the ground running and get a ton of stuff done. And same thing for next week. So when we're all busy, I'm not sure yeah. I like the busy life. I think a lot of people really, if it wasn't during a pandemic, I think everybody liked the forced. Um, the forced chill out. Yeah, the forced break. Yeah. It was I nice. Think so. I think everybody did. And what was kind of interesting, because we've had we had several conversations with people during that about how they're not running their kids to practices and extracurricular activities and even school for that matter. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we just like, and even they themselves, like, you can't go out and do things. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to entertain yourself at home mm-hmm. with your family. So everybody was in the exact same position yeah. at the exact and same like, time. We really like this, but as soon as things opened up. Yeah. Bam, everybody All sprinted right back, back to, to the life that they were complaining about. Well, really. and I think that's that is where a lot of this um people what do they call it? Um quiet quitting is one term that they're using. Mm-hmm. And the other is that people are not going back into the workforce and I think that the pandemic is what did that. Yeah. It was the staying home. Yep. And so I think it did change for some people. Yeah. A lot of people. It just I think it just kind of gave people an opportunity to detach from the day to day. And kind of look around and be like, wait, what am I doing? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Because yeah. I think we've talked about this before. You know, when you're 23 or 24, or you're out of college, like you're just trying to find whatever job you can get mm-hmm. that's going to pay well. And it's going to be a steady job. And then 10, 15 years pass by, you're still at that same job. Mm-hmm. 
and things haven't changed, and you thought that that job was just going to be like a starter job or whatever, and you're still I there. don't know that anybody these days, at our, our age or younger, stays at a job for 15 years. I very unheard of. For 15. I know, but you're very unheard of. Yeah. Very in the minority as And also, I'm concerned. a teacher, too. Teachers might be a field right. where people actually right. do, do stay at. Because, I mean, if you're going to be an educator... That is that is a special calling mm-hmm. to be an educator. I mean, it's like a vocation, basically. When you get into it, within about a year or two, you know for sure whether you're staying in that or not. Yeah. I mean, you either hate life or you love it. And so, by the way, if you've never heard the term um, "quiet quitting," that's one that I've seen floated around quite a bit. And the concept behind it is that it seems like as companies start to they hire employees and then maybe one gets fired or one leaves and then the other people in the in the uh in the company have to take over that person's role right. and basically you've got more more work and nobody's getting paid more and so right. essentially quiet quitting is when you get a job you do the job that you're hired to do you do that job well but you don't take on any extra things you're mm-hmm. not doing anything else in other words you're not going to sacrifice more of your time if you're not going to get paid for it. You're not volunteering for anything. You're not right. having any great ideas that need to be executed without any kind of extra pay. Because that's what I'm seeing more and more is this idea that in order to get a pay increase, you need to move companies, which is not so, right. not so. Yeah. So in other words, you're not going to get, and it seems to be pretty blanket across all fields. All fields. I think so. Um, that, that people would rather fire one person and have to hire three back or just lay all those things on other employees mm-hmm. than to just give that one person a raise and give the, you know, like pay them what they're actually worth. Right. And so you end up losing, you have to re- retrain people. I don't know. I, you know, I am an employer, but not, I don't employ multiple, multiple people. So right. I haven't been in that position before, but th- that's what the quiet quitting is. It's this, it's this, Again, during the pandemic, that realization that, wait a second, why am I, like, I came into this job, I've been here for five years, I've gotten one 50 cent raise, right? and I'm like the prized employee, they can rely on me for anything, right? why am I doing this? Why would I not just do what they hired me to do? Because then they think you're a bad employee, because you're just doing your job, you're not a good employee. It's like, no, before I was a really great employee and you let it go to your head, or you let it, you know... Well, you just took it for granted. You're you took it for granted. for granted. Yeah. And like those things need to be rewarded because at the right. end of the day, as much as an employer, they say you're just a number, like people feel that way. You know how you can reward that? Money. Yeah. People don't want a gift card. They don't want, um, you know, to a restaurant. They don't want a pat on the back. They want money. Give them more money. Right. Because money, they can do something with that. Well, I think you also need the other things. I think you need the pat on the back. I think you, I mean... Because in in some cases maybe you can't maybe the employer can't afford to do yeah a raise but you don't want the person to leave so you figure out what it is that but don't you have those conversations yes like you have 100%. you have that conversation of because it starts to feel like pennies to a waiter in my opinion where it's right. like you don't have the conversation with the waiter that's like hey I know you're only getting paid two dollars an hour two fifteen or whatever the minimum is for a waiter right. All I have is whatever. To, right. I'm so sorry. I mean, you wouldn't have that conversation because, like, don't talk no, to people. No, but again, there's there's ways that you could. Let's go to the waiter example. Let's say you have a waiter that's really good, and you don't want to lose him, but you can't pay him more. 
you go to that person, you say, you know, I can't pay you more, but I do. What can I, what can I do? Mm-hmm. You know, does it mean making sure you get certain tables, you get priority tables? That is or true. You, you know, yeah. you get to choose the hours that you want. That yeah, because every person's um, love language is different and priorities are different. Right. And, and some so you just figure out what those things are. Yeah. And you. That would take a lot of work on a manager's part to figure out their employees well enough to know. Um, right. You know. They have to pay attention, obviously. Phew. Being a manager I'll, I'll say this. So on Friday, um, as teachers, we all have lunch duties, including our head football coach. Mm-hmm. He, had, did, he had lunch duty on Friday. Mm-hmm. And our athletic director recognized, hey, it's game day. We're traveling. Mm-hmm. You have lunch duty. I'll take your lunch duty today so you can go take care of business. Very nice. And I don't know if that was something that they agreed. I don't know if our head coach asked, like, hey, yeah. can you take my duty this Friday? Or if the AD just recognized that it's a big deal. We got to travel. There's a lot of things that go into that. Plus, it's a regular game day anyway. Yeah. And he just recognized it and said, "Hey, I'll take your lunch duty." Mm-hmm. Or, or if the head coach asked, I, I don't know. But again, that's that's a an easy. But even from the outside looking in, you saw it happen, right? Yes. I did. So I went in there. To, and our oldest is in high school now, and so she left her lunch box in my classroom. She asked me to bring it to her. And while I was in there, the that eight, exchange the was head happening. coach was in there. And the AD walked in and said, I got you. Why don't you go? Yeah. And so I don't know if that was prearranged or if it was. Yeah. By the way, having um, dad on campus for you every day comes in real handy dandy. Yes, it does. But as I mentioned this morning. Double-edged sword, baby. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. She feels pressure, I think. Yeah. To perform a certain way because of her last name. Yep. Too bad, so sad. I know. I'm I mean, glad that our name comes with a high bar <laughs> high, behind it. That's all I got to say. A high standard. You got to live up to because of me. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Did we do yeah. it this week? We did it. Did what? We did a podcast this week. Number 93. Yeah. Can you guys believe it? We're almost to 100. And if you couldn't tell uh, when we walked in, we had no idea what we were going to talk about. But we did it because I can talk to a brick wall. Yeah. And that's why you married me because... Imagine I am a brick wall. <laughs> you are a brick wall, and I will talk to you. And that is what makes us work. <laughs> you guys have a great first full week back to school, if you guys are just back to school. I hope it goes better than our last week. And if week. you've been in school, happy third I hope week. you survived. <laughs> you guys be sure to subscribe. Give us five stars, please. Give us a review. It helps more people find our podcast on whatever app you're listening to. Until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.